This is the ERP Advisor. Today's episode, how to effectively handle software salespeople. Thank you for joining us for our our September selection month. Today, we're going to cover how to effectively handle software salespeople. Sean, thanks so much for joining me today. I don't know if I should be telling you about this one. This is a big topic, isn't it? It sure is. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. (laughs) Well, I mean, we kind of discussed this a little bit before, but going through a selection in and of itself is a huge undertaking. But then trying to navigate, like, the software sales, the people, the tactics, the demonstrations, all of that, like trying to navigate all that is a little overwhelming, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this as well of knowing what your needs are, but can you talk to us about why it's so important to know what your needs are before you go into um, working with vendors? How much time do we have? I have seven words (laughs) because software salespeople can be very persuasive indeed. Mm. That's it. Okay. Um, We're going to, we're going to take the gloves off on this call, right? This is like prevention month also, you know, ERP failure prevention month. Okay. If we called it that, that would be too negative, right? That's why we're calling ERP selection month. Maybe we should call it ERP failure prevention month. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. know. But one of the reasons why these um, selections don't go well is because you have a very savvy software person who says, oh, yeah, we can do that. Now, there's a difference between a like, <laughs> let's say a good and a bad software salesperson. And it goes back to your question. You don't know yeah. who you're dealing with if you don't know what you need, first off. Right. I mean, thankfully, my wife's not listening. She actually is, but it's a little bit like dating, right? Where if you don't know the the type of individual or the the characteristics of that person Mm -hmm. that you're interested in or that you need, want and need, then you kind of are leaving it up to fate to decide Mm -hmm. what happens, right? And fate can be fun for a little while. (laughs) Fortunately, my wife and I learned lessons. It doesn't end well. It doesn't end well. That's right. This time, everything's good. Thank you, honey. But um, same thing can happen with a software deal where you go into it with, well, I need inventory and I need accounting or I need projects or I need uh, grant management. Let's just take grants management. I need a grants management system. And you go to eventually a person who says, oh, yeah, we can do that. You're like, oh, good, great. And then you buy the software and you go, wait a minute, it can't do that. And the person says, well, we do manage grants. We just do it completely different than the way you wanted it. <laughs> They're never going to say that. Of right? course, right. But but the, the point of the matter is, it's interesting. You actually are probably going to make a decision about what software you're going to go with based mm-hmm. on the people. Okay. And that's okay. Just really understand um, what you need and... Are the people able to communicate in a way that is representative of what they can actually do? Mm. That's what I'll say. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So once you have determined what your needs are and then you have collected that information, how do you determine who to call? Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I, I'll tell you this, even on, uh, even today on every single project that we do a selection for, mm-hmm. we Google 
So um, let's see. Somebody recently was a um, uh, a flavors and ingredients company. So we literally Google, you know, batch manufacturing ERPs or process manufacturing or even food manufacturing mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever flavors and ingredients ERP or um, accounting applications or whatever. We know everybody, but still things come up that you never know about. Like we have a, a lady we worked with at one company. She went to another company mm-hmm. that's a, an emerging company and, and is actually has a like very viable Great product, um, meets a lot of requirements for a very specific micro vertical. And they weren't even on our radar yet. But mm. the fact that this lady who we loved working with is now at this other company, we're like, well, we better check this out. So there are emerging vendors that come up every day. Of course, mm. there's the big ones that everybody knows about that right. pop up. And But, you know, so you can use Google. Don't just look at the first couple things because those are usually the ads. <laughs> Um, but then also some of these other sites will come up that are really helpful that have sort of inventory of all of these accounting or um, food and beverage or um, process manufacturing or services or whatever types of ERPs, these sites will pop up. Uh, mm. G2 is one of them that are really helpful to go look at and see, hey, what are all the apps that are listed there? Mm. Recognizing that you know, somebody's making money from this. They better be. Um, so there might be some preference for how things are ordered or, you know, they might have a vendor in there that might not be quite the right fit for the category, but at least they're there. But you sort of start pulling the string a little bit and start searching, look for some reports. We do an annual report on vendors. Um, even some of our competitors doing reports. We check those out. We mm-hmm. want to see what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, you do your research and you definitely talk to your colleagues that are in similar businesses um, if you know people that work at certain software mm-hmm. vendors, you can talk to them. You know, it's a little informal what I'm talking about. Our process is much more formal, but that's what we get paid to do. You know, this person who's running this process could be the CFO controller, director mm-hmm. of IT, CIO. It could be one of their juniors that's a director of, of uh, business process mm-hmm. or some of our clients are in charge of analytics and reporting or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a day job, so they're doing this on the side. But what will happen is after a while, you know you've reached kind of the end phenomenon of this search because you'll start seeing the same names over and over. Mm-hmm. Can you just simply Google for reviews Yes. as well? Exactly. Okay. Now, the reality is um, when you go to a review um, – <laughs> They're usually paid reviews. I'm just going to say it. The vendors will pay somebody to put a review up. So the objectivity, eh, I don't know. So I wouldn't make a decision based off what the review says, Mm -hmm. but I would use the review to identify potential vendors to include in your process. Mm -hmm. Make sense? It makes sense. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So when it comes time and you've determined like you're ready to reach out to a vendor and it's time for an introductory call, um, are there questions to ask or things to look for to verify that the person you're talking to actually knows what they're talking about? Oh, yes, there are. Yeah. And and here's a couple rules. Okay. These are all the fun stuff, okay. right? Again, we're going to probably produce like a maybe it's an animated series on mm. the trials or tribulations mm-hmm. of ERP. I don't know mm-hmm. people, I don't know if they'd be interested. <laughs> but if we did like in a what is it? What's it called? Um the Japanese anim- Oh, anime. Anime. How cool would that be? Mm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, just an idea marketing. add that to the list add that to the list yes right oh my gosh but um here's here's some rules 
I'm going to be honest. The first person you talk to probably doesn't know what they're doing very much. They're a qualifier. Okay. Right? Okay. So if you call 1-800, I don't know, I'm not even going to pick a name because I don't want to say that their people yeah, yeah. are, you know, whatever. But you call the firm, you call the software vendor. 1-800-ERP, right? 1-800-ERP. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And uh, I'm like, does that happen with us? I'm like, no. Because no. the first person who takes our calls, I know her really well and she knows what she's doing. That's right. But we're also a boutique consulting firm, and this is what we do. We're not some ginormous software vendor that has a bazillion people, right? Mm. So usually the first person you talk to is qualifying you. They're trying to determine if it's even worth you continuing the discussion with them, really mm-hmm. them continuing the discussion with you. Right. Oh, so, you know, you're looking for what kind of a solution and how much budget do you have? It's like, come on, don't ask that question that soon, mm-hmm. you know, but like what, you know, what industry are you in? Where are you located? How big are you? You know, they're asking general questions that really have very little to do with your ERP and more about you to determine Mm. should the conversation continue or not. And also collecting information to figure out who they should assign you to to Mm -hmm. talk to. Right. So they pull all that information together and they say, great, uh, we'll give you a call back in a day or whatever. Hopefully they say a day. They usually don't. It takes longer. But that person then says, okay, so it's in the, it's in the, um, let's say it's in, I'll do something more real. They're in Iowa. They're this kind of a firm. Uh, they're about this size. These are the solutions they're looking for. Okay. That goes to Jane Smith, who is the territory salesperson that is for that area. Or it goes to, um, I don't know, um, you know, some other person, Rehad, who handles uh, that kind of company, or right. you know, there's there's Amit who handles uh, um, that company size. Oh, there's okay. all these variables that each uh-huh. software company looks at to determine who's the person that should run the deal. Okay. So now the deal lands. You, <laughs> this isn't the deal. This is a person that mm-hmm. lands with a software salesperson. Okay. okay? And that's where I'm going to stop because that's where we're at. Okay. But we get to an individual who should huh, theoretically mm-hmm. have experience with your type of business, nonprofit, government agency, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's why you hope they go through this qualification process, right. not right, just right. to figure out if you're worthy of their time, but more who's the right person in the firm to talk to you. And that can answer the questions that you have, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So are there any specific warning signs that um, – you should look out for during an intro call with oh, yeah. a software sales person. Yeah. So so let's let's have two different intro calls. The first one is like, well, let's actually say we're past that qualification call cuz don't don't make the decision based on how that call goes. That there's just a person. Sometimes some of the vendors mm-hmm. hire people right out of school and they just don't okay, know. Right. But they know it the questions. It could be their first call ever, right? It could be their first call yeah. ever, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of doesn't really matter as long as they're good enough and whatever. Right. And they get you to the right good person. person. Good. Now yeah. you're in the introductory call. So yes, let's talk about the indicators. Okay. <laughs> so again, I don't care. I should think of some other. Let's say okay. I'm going to give you another analogy. Let's say it's a restaurant. First time you've ever been in a restaurant. And, and you've heard it's good. Your friend told you it's good. And you walk in, you're looking, you are still yeah. looking. And you're like, I did this in a, I was in Omaha and I went into a restaurant and I walked in and I saw that the tables and the chairs were kind of old. I saw that it was a little gringy and I saw that, uh, I saw a couple other things. I, I saw people that were, that were cooking the food and they just didn't look very clean. And I was like, I'm not eating here. And I turned around and left. It could be wonderful. I don't know. But I just had to look at the indicators for myself, what was real to me, 
to say, whoa, so these indicators are really important. So I don't know, probably three that I would say are really important for, for you talking to that, that software salesperson on the introductory call. The first one is, you know, I'm trying to think of something a little more savvy to say here, but it really does come down to, does the person really know what they're talking about? Like, mm-hmm. have they had this conversation with other people? Are they asking good questions? Are they in, are they informational? Are they helping? Right. Or are they just treat me like a piece of meat? <laughs> That's the first thing right? I would look for. And yes, you can apply. Just trying all. to make a sale. Hey, just trying to make a sale. Mm-hmm. You can totally apply this to dating, but that's okay. Now, the second thing is um, by the questions that they're asking me, does it seem like they have really worked with organizations really similar to me? So if you are a wholesale distributor and they're asking questions like, how many SKUs do you have? How many locations do you have? Um Tell me about the number of vendors that you're doing business with. Um, you know, tell me about your pricing models. Those are pretty good questions to ask on the first date, right? Those are pretty good questions. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to get a feel at at least a high level. But if they're asking questions like, um, you know, uh, something random, but that is kind of related, um, what CRM do you use? Or um, what's your chart of accounts look like? I don't know. Those are kind of related. So mm-hmm. fine. But then they start asking questions about what are your manufacturing methods? Is it engineer to order, build to order, make to stock, whatever? And you're like, uh, I don't manufacture. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yes. But sometimes that happens, right? You know, you might be like, oh boy. Um, the other, the third thing I would say is, um, Remember, this is a representative of the company. It's not the company. It's not the people that are going to show you the software, implement the software. But you still really need to like Mm -hmm. this person because you're going to be working with them a lot Mm -hmm. going forward. So, you know, the most obvious of which of the three things I said is, do you really like talking to the person? And if it's okay, fine. It's not like they're going to be your best buddy, even though they might want to be. Um they just need to know, do you like the person? Are they polite? Are mm-hmm. they courteous? Do they have a good communication cycle? Well, what does that mean? Well, do they cut you off? Right. Well, do they ask a question and then ask another question and then ask another question and don't wait for and the answer? And don't listen. And then don't listen to mm-hmm. it? Or do they not acknowledge you? I mean, those are really important factors because, mm-hmm. again, these are indicators that if you're going to work with somebody that you don't like, like, you know, and you're kind of betting your job on getting the right vendor and there's a ton of other people out there, mm-hmm. like, don't do that to yourself. Right. Those are three really tactical things I'd say. Okay. Well, with that, on the converse, like, what are indicators to let you know that you've chosen or you're working, getting ready to work with the right vendor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? You bet. Yeah. And that's probably the most important question that we'll cover in this whole thing. Okay. And because I do think there's really, really good people out there. And um, I think at the end of the day, you, the the person that's sponsoring the acquisition of the software on behalf mm-hmm. of your organization, you're not paying for it yourself, but you know, you're kind of putting your neck on the line. Like you're taking responsibility, you're taking responsibility, which is amazing. By the way, those are always our best clients are those people that say, I don't really want to do this, but we have to do it. I'm busy, but we, if we don't do this, you know, we're not going to be set up for the future growth or for our future, you know, our, 
or a legacy person, they're they're going to retire, and I don't want to be stuck where mm. I don't know what to do, right? So we love working with those people. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you a very secret thing that I've never said on any of these calls ever. Okay. That when we're talking to prospects, we're qualifying them to determine that that person actually is there. We're qualifying our prospect every single time to say, is that person willing to risk their mm, job? Are they truly invested? Are they truly invested? Hmm. Because if they're not, we have Erica's free ERP advisory service where we may say, well, you know, we're probably not a good fit for you. So here's a couple firms to go talk to. Mm-hmm. They don't pay us. The firms don't pay us. Right, we right, just right. offer those yeah. to help. Or we tell them, you know, you might not be totally vested in the success of this project and we might not be the best partner for you to get you through that, right? Because we are all in. Yeah. Every client, I <laughs> risk, but also we increase, we get the the benefits. I get the bad part, right? You're on those testimony calls, mm-hmm. right? And we risk everything with every client. And if That's a right. client's not willing to say, you know, I'm going to accept responsibility for my side of this. And that doesn't mean that they have to do a bunch of stuff they don't know about or whatever, but they're really all in like we are, mm-hmm. we're not going to, we're not going to work with them. That being said, when you're that person and you're talking to the software vendors, the things you do want to look for, that's like this relationship's going to go great mm-hmm. is um, I, 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 I would actually do the inverse almost of some of the things I just said, but boy, you really want somebody that's nice. Yeah. But but not just nice, but like knows their stuff. And I'm thinking of, you know, three or four software salespeople that I've worked with. One of the guys isn't that nice. Man, he knows his stuff, though. I mean, really, really knows He's his stuff. He's good at what he does. Really good at what he does. Would you call him nice? No, but I mean, is there are there manners? Yes. Mm-hmm. But he really knows his stuff, right? Um, I'm thinking of it. That's the first thing. Um, the The second person I can think of. Um, she's amazing. Actually, uh, we just talked to her a couple of weeks ago, by the mm, way. So we're not yes. going to use any Kay. names, but I know Katie's mm. amazing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but she's also moved up in her organization a That's lot right. and fast and she's deserved it. Yeah. But the thing I really like about her, she's honest. Yeah. She is just super honest. Like, oh, we can do this deal. This is how we can do it. And they can sort of see the future on how everybody's going to be successful. Right. But they can also see like, oh, this isn't going to be a good fit for us. So I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. So it's honesty. And, and you know, the more experience you have in the business world, the nonprofit worlds, whatever the worlds are that you're working in, but, but also even if you don't have that much experience, I think we all neatly can sort of identify a person that we can trust who's genuine. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the people that you're looking for. And that's, that's, right. that's what you really want there. The last thing I will say too is, um, Something different than I haven't said before. That was a good one I said earlier um, about us and our qualifications. Mm-hmm. But but the last thing I would say is um, we we really like the people who um, have not just their character, honesty, and um, their demeanor, right? That's what I've talked about. But that they really are knowledgeable of their right. solution. Right. I mean, maybe that's obvious. Right. That's I'm trying to think of something more uh, more interesting yeah. to yeah. say. But it really does come down to, oh yeah, this is how our solution fits that need. I mean, it really is that simple. Really right? that simple. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's really good, I'll never forget when I was at PeopleSoft 
uh, before uh, Oracle bought it, there was a salesperson that sold to the largest, the you know, the largest company in the world that PeopleSoft sold to. And there was one guy responsible for that relationship. Hmm. That guy knew everything about the software, but he also knew all the people in the room and he knew sort of how to um, Harvey Specter, if that mm. raises any interesting analogies with anybody from Suits, right? Which I guess Netflix is now showing, but I used to watch it when it was on USAA back in the day. But, <laughs> but you know, these, there's these people in, in business that are at the top of the top. And, you know, these are women and men. They make everybody feel important. They know what they're doing and they just get things done, right? And look, if you're buying... You know, you're buying a, a small accounting system. Do you need that top person? Probably not, but you still need somebody who's knowledgeable about what they do and they're, they're not fake. Right? right. So, so I would say that's the third thing is that when you ask a question, does your software do this? And they say, yeah, it does. Like, oh, okay, cool. Well, does it right. do that? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. Well, does it do this? Well, we can do heavy configuration, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying, <laughs> right? No, but they say this, no, it can't. But sometimes our customers will customize this to meet right. those kinds of needs. And here's how we handle the customizations. That's good answers. Okay. Yep. I mean, I, I think it comes down to, of course, they want to make a sale, right? But in the end, if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit for anybody, That's right? right? For the business or for the vendor. Right. So I think it's a matter of trying to like cut through all the stuff to find out like what is really a true fit, right? That's it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So um, when it, when you're done with the intro call and you've gotten your answers question or your questions answered, when um, is a good time to start involving others from your team? Mm. And then when they get involved, are there specific people you should involve? Mm. Great question. Yeah. Um, Generally, I would say um, the right time to get others involved is after Mm. you yourself have qualified the solution enough to know that it looks pretty good. That it's going to work for you. That it's going to probably work for us. Right. Because we don't know for sure, but yeah, yeah, that it's probably going to work. And I don't think, um, frankly, a lot of people do that. Mm. I think they think, okay, well, you know, uh, this application's being used by a lot of people. I'm going to schedule the meeting and I'm going to bring in five or six people and we're going to do the demo. And then whoop, those five or six mm-hmm. people show up and the demo mm-hmm. goes bad. And they're like, oh, we can't select that product. Okay, but you know, like we've talked about before, what if the person who did the demo really was sick and they right. still tried to do the demo? Or That's right. The environment having a bad right. day. Having or, a bad day, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now you just deselected the best fit solution, right? You know, or maybe it was really bad and all the people on your team are sitting there looking at you like, why are you doing this to me? Mm. I'm really busy. Why did you not figure out that these guys are a bunch of jokers before you brought them in and wasted our time? So, you know, things can happen here for sure. So the more that the individual who's responsible for, you know, working with the salespeople and going through this process, maybe you do your own demo first. You know, maybe you get your needs and you communicate that to the, to the salesperson and you say, do you understand these needs? What questions can I answer? You do a little of your own discovery. You Mm -hmm. tell them you want to do the discovery. You know, maybe you, you know, again, reach out to that salesperson and their team to do, um, I don't know, maybe you want to talk to one of their other customers first, Mm -hmm. right? Just to see if they have a reference, right? We usually do those at the end for us, but that's because... 
We have our own references for these vendors to know that the software solution works or don't. That's right. You don't. The individual doing this doesn't have that per se. So maybe you just do some of the qualifications first. Yeah. Then bring in preparation, prepare, Mm -hmm. prepare, prepare. Make sure the vendor is prepared too. Then put them in front of your people, Mm -hmm. right? So don't waste their time. Yeah. So almost like a business can Google the vendor or the software app. Can the vendor... Google the business that is reaching out to them? And then does that help them prepare or vet a particular client? I mean, my wife, when she first met me, where do you think she first <laughs> looked me up? Right? right? <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I don't want to meet somebody that mm-hmm. has, you know, weird whatever or what whatever. Like you, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. trying to, it, it, look, we're trying to solve problems every second of the day. And the more information you have, mm-hmm. the better. So so you bet, of course, the good software Definitely. vendors will not only look up your website, but they may look at DMB. They may have their own DataFox or they may have data.com or they may mm. have whatever source of information. Zoom Info has a ton of information about organizations, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, I'm going to tell you a little secret that for all the nonprofits out there, they have to do tax filings that are public. So I always look at the 990s Uh for all of our nonprofit prospects because I want to know where their money is going, who funds them, right? right? So a software vendor that isn't doing that kind of research probably doesn't care that much about you or they just want to get the transaction. That's right. That's right. So they should totally be looking for those things before they even call you, but then, or before they call you back, but then before a demo, you definitely want a software vendor that customizes the the demonstration for that business. That's right. And and listen to the software vendors out there. I really don't like the software vendors to put a ton of time into what we call the mini demo, which is the first demo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we're not sure you're going to go forward or not. But I mean, if it takes an hour to you know change the bicycle demonstration to um, the you know cheese manufacturing mm-hmm. items. Do that. Right. Of course, stick their logo in there. Do a right. little bit to make it look like you prepared a little for the meeting for right. sure. And right. that's that's all – I think that's obvious. The thing that's probably not so obvious though is – and I think the real savvy solutions consultants – I mean, at, when you look at a software vendor, anybody who sells software, in my opinion, right, the, the salesperson is – they're like the quarterback. They get a lot of the attention and the acknowledgement and they mm-hmm. get the big bucks. But that quarterback is worthless without a receiver, a, a running back, you mm-hmm. know, the guys on the front lines, whatever the sports analogy is, right? And it's the solution consultants that make or break a deal. You can have a terrible salesperson, but the solution consultant on. comes in who's showing the software and they're incredible. And you're like, ah, it's just the salesperson, whatever. You know, I don't want to just throw away the salesperson there, but sometimes you kind of have to do that, right? Um, but if you have a phenomenal salesperson and a terrible solutions consultant, they're going to say the software is terrible just because the solutions And that can lose a deal for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we treat those guys like gold and gals. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. All the software vendors should do the same. And the best salespeople out there treat their solutions consultants like it's- the best yeah. because they know that their their jobs are are relying on them. That's exactly right. Yeah. Any final nuggets to wrap up this selection topic? Yeah, around sort of salespeople. Yeah. Um Yeah, you know, I <laughs> This is funny. This is terrible. Um 
Yeah. And, and remember, my, my company is depending upon great software salespeople. If we don't have them, that's right. we can't bring software vendors to our clients. We're hosed. Mm-hmm. Our software clients are like, well, if nobody will do business with you, <laughs> ERP advisors, why would we hire you, right? Yeah. So I am going to share a joke that a, um, a pretty high up director at one of the software companies told me. Okay. okay. They said, what's the difference between a used car salesperson and a software salesperson? Mm, mm. I don't know. Yeah. The difference is the used software salesperson, the used car salesperson yeah. knows they're selling a lemon. Meaning mm. software salespeople Yikes. say, yes, we can meet those Selling needs. you the best, the latest, the, best, the greatest. The latest, the greatest, et cetera, et cetera. They don't even know oh. that what they're selling isn't that sometimes. Oh, boy. So it's, again, it's responsibility. Really? So when you're talking to software salespeople, it, when, again, once you get to the right person, we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. And it might take a couple people to finally land on, bing, the right lady who's going to be doing your deal, whatever. That's right. You're really assessing their ability to take responsibility. That's really what you're looking for. The indicators, how do they talk? How do they speak? What's their background? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever you can to say, how much responsibility is this person really willing to take from you or not? Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to take a lot, yeah, they'll be the software salesperson who says, oh my gosh, you have those needs. We're not the right vendor for you. Or yes, we can meet those needs. And I stand behind that. And then when you go into the implementation and mm-hmm. the product doesn't meet the needs, you go back to that person and say, no, I know we exactly. meet those needs. I'm going to help you to get this problem solved. Great. Right. That's why they okay. make the big box. So it really comes down mm-hmm. to assessing responsibility. So okay. that's, that's sort of the little trick. I wish it was a little more glamorous than that. Yeah. But I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. And for the yeah. software salespeople that are listening to this call, don't be fake, be honest and you know, really represent what your product can and can't do to the best of your ability. Don't sell the lemon. If you know it's a lemon, you're, you're only going to yeah. hose up everybody else later. It's only going to create more problems. And then you're the one that has to sleep with yourself at night when you're like, right. oh, I shouldn't have sold that software. And now the company's coming back and trying to sue right. my company. Oh, and that boy. person got fired, who was my best buddy that we went golfing with. And now I'm stuck with this situation. I feel terrible about myself. All you had to do at the beginning when you had that little voice or you had that little feeling in your stomach, I don't care where the thought comes from, but when you're like, wow, we really can't meet these needs, query it with all Mm -hmm. the people on your side that can tell you if you're right or not. And if, if you're like, talk to a lot of people on the company side, the software vendor side, and they're not giving you the truth, do you really want to work for that organization? Because in the end, everybody's going to get burned. That's right. And if you're doing projects with us and that happens and we find out that you knew, I mean, we're never doing business with you again, ever. Because right. I can't represent my reputation to my clients knowing that I have people that are liars. So, I mean, I could get super grim about this. I'm yeah. not going to do that. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, software salespeople need to understand when you make money, you take on responsibility. And some of the best software people that I've met that are making millions and millions and millions of dollars every year are mm. the most high responsibility people I have ever had the pleasure of doing business with. 
So, you know, yeah. it's the people that don't make that much to say a bunch of stupid stuff that are dangerous to the rest of us. That's right. And you'll know, I think for the person that's going through the selection process, especially after listening to this, mm-hmm. you are assessing their responsibility, their ability yes, to take responsibility and to be trustworthy. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're buying software, you can't touch it, feel it, see it, smell it, taste it, whatever. Like right. you can a hamburger, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's this nebulous thing that sits up in the cloud, wherever the cloud mm-hmm. is. So you have to look at these other indicators as well as the functionality to make sure you're making the best decision for your organization. That's right. John, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah.